Welcome to We're Listening, the podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to a amazing episode again. I know I always say that because I always believe it to be true. Uh, the many people that we have come through this platform that share this understanding, it's, it's nothing else but amazing uh, to point to the essence of how we all are one. Um, and this time we're taking a trip virtually all the way to India, which uh, to know that it's midnight for this gentleman and he's up with a smile on his face to share, just warms my heart. Uh, But welcome to the show, everybody. Kiran Deitani. Did I say it right? Yeah, that's good. Yes, I got it. Uh, I said it earlier, and I was trying to use an Indian accent that I don't have, and he quickly let me know it wasn't needed. So I appreciate that also. So thank you for being here, man. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, so I guess we'll start with... um, one, this being our first ever conversation, uh, about three minutes into it so far, actually, uh, just, I would let you introduce yourself. Like, how do you see yourself showing up in this world? And we'll just go from there. Well, my name is Kiran Netani. I'm from India. In my life, I do like multiple things. Uh, I'm a teacher. I teach English. I am a host of the Kiran Netani show, a show for innate mental health with the understanding of the three principles. I interview experts, authors, doctors of the principles, the three principles. And I also run courses with people. And the work that I do is usually about guiding people back to their own answers, own world within. Yeah, yeah that's, that's all. I love that. So then... Let's just start at the beginning and where, where did you first come across this understanding? Where did you first hear about the three principles? Mm. So it was year 2019. I was reading a book by Paul McKenna. It was like uh, three things that can change your life in a day, something like that. So I was reading that book and he was talking about Sydney Banks, like how a man had an enlightening experience and how he just wanted to share it with the world. And after that, he talked about Michael Neal. His that talk, which is called, Why Aren't We Awesome? Yeah, his that. So, yeah, amazing that talk. So I clicked on the link, which was on the book, got the that talk, within 20 minutes, something just clicked. And I just realized, not intentionally, but from inside, that it's just thought, it's just thought. It felt very easy and simple. And I went to the comment section and there I saw a comment from someone stating that they are all the teachings of Sydney Banks. So I searched Sydney Banks, found his lectures, listened to them, and I would listen to him while sleeping. I could not make enough sense of what he was talking about, logically. 
But I just listened to him and just while sleeping and listening to him, the, the ears bones on, something happened. I would wake up with beautiful feelings and those beautiful feelings were the shift in my life. The negative thoughts that I had, the guilt, fear, shame, judgment from my conditioning around me, from religion, society, people. It just shifted. I had more love and understanding. I did not have to try any affirmations, any technique. I just listened to him and life shifted. That was a big shift. But after that, yeah. I like stopped listening to him because I had felt better. Then after a year or so, those negative thoughts came in a different form, you know, new thoughts were created. And again, I was trying other techniques, reading lots of books. So I started uh, watching Dr. Bill Badditt, Dr. King Badinger, and just by listening to, listening to them, but the same thing happens, you know, my thinking just quit. And uh, last year I started my work. I started uh, interviewing people. I had my own seminar, open seminar. And uh, it's been almost 14 months since I've been sharing the principles and interviewing people. And it's been a great journey, a great time. Yeah, you mentioned something in there, or actually it might have been at the beginning when we were, we were um, introducing ourselves. But you talked about how there are so many external things out there that we can try to do, but how the answer is, in, out, is actually inside. Just talk about that for a minute. Well, I'm like one of the people who have experienced it. I guess most of us have in this community of self-help. So I've tried NLP, tapping, hypnosis, mindfulness, affirmations. So I used to try that. Like each time I had a negative thought, I had to go back into my mind, see the thought, put a frame around it, make it white, freeze it, and then put it away. Like they were the techniques that I was trying. I was trying tapping. I used to listen to hypnosis and even mindfulness. I, I tried that, but it felt like they were helping me. I was getting rid of those thoughts, but the race or the channel of thoughts never ended they always kept coming again and again and in fact those things the, the very act of joining it was coming in my way and since i discovered the principles i realized i have to do nothing i'm already perfect just the way i am not the personality okay just the way i'm in my core in my essence yeah. So did you have a lot of study um, of other other religious, even spiritual nature beliefs, even before coming into this? Yeah, I'm from India. Since I was a child, I was taken to gurus. I was taught 
many things about God, religion, prayer, mantras. They were beautiful. But I was also, not intentionally, but one way or the other, I was taught to feel guilty, mm. ashamed, fearful. So the, the teachings were uh, great. They were wonderful. But at the same time, I felt slow. Like, like you know, there are many gurus. Uh, they teach you on God. And then they, they also say that life has only four days. Live your life. Ask God for forgiveness. Pray to God. And you'll be forgiven. It's like you're a sinner. And the hands that they play, they're very... Like they like uh, hypnosis, they hypnotize you. Yeah, mm, I like the way you said that. Yeah, so even in my school time, before we began our school, we would have to do a prayer like, God, we are your servant, please take care of us. Oh, I believe in God, I love God, but, but I felt very low. I don't know why. I've had the similar experience when. When I was growing up, um, we grew up in the church and, and I learned a lot of things about God, like you say, from other people and this, but it always felt off. It always felt like you say work. It always felt like actually the last thing I want to do is see God because the way y'all are making me feel, if I see him, him, her, it, God, the essence, I'm going to be in trouble. Like that was kind of like, it was always like a please don't let me see God because of the way I was a sinner or the way I was not worthy or the way I was any of those terms that was used. And it wasn't until I came in contact with understanding the principles that I just realized the essence of God is love. I can bask and be without the need of feeling guilty or feeling less than. Like it, it, it just didn't fit for me, um, which was interesting because at the time, um, I thought that was why I got so far away from spirituality because I thought that was it, you know, and, and it wasn't. And, and so I'm so happy that I, that insight to be able to see that, um, for me, it's been, been magical. What has it been like for you since, since finding this understanding? First of all, I, I would like to say that I respect all the religions and without them, it would be a very cruel world where mm. people would be doing very bad things, killing each other. Religion teaches us good things, but at the same time, there are some things that should be corrected, you know, like I don't feel we are sinners or we are born sinners. Yeah. yeah, we are taught this with a conditioning. So, coming back to the principles, uh, it has taught me the, the great things only from inside. Like, it's not a logic that I've learned by reading any book that this is the definition of love, God, or kindness, compassion. It is only within us. So, I've learned the meaning of love the meaning of understanding and this is the answer 
love and understanding this is god god is loving god is understanding and god is forgiving and god is kind so how does that show up in your work you you said you've been sharing for about 14 months now uh yeah. and pro, i know you have platforms and which was which was what drew me to you in the first place i was saying how i'd begin to see your name around and um, the only time I kind of saw your face or so was, was on the icon. <laughs> it was like all of your stuff left me with the sense that that was no ego in it. You just wanted to be there for people. Uh, and I could I could feel it. So I, I quickly jumped into the group and, you know, just the way you shared it, I could feel it. And and that's part of what's what's had me so much, you know, want to talk to you. But I kind of want to hear from you. How has this been in your work and doing the work? Well, my work is all about sharing the principles yeah. and being in the presence of those who are present, like Dr. Paul Padet, the King Badinger, Harry Derbitsky, Jim Beck. So I've learned a lot. And it has like made a big shift in my life. My focus is not on the outside but more on the inside and knowing that bounces are within. So yeah, now I don't have uh, that roller coaster of the emotions, you know, that I used to have, that dependency on the external world. Although I'm not perfect, I do seek love. I do seek people and happiness and external pleasure from forward materialistic things. That I have as a balance. So it has taught me so much love and understanding for the world. I don't judge people that much. I don't judge myself that much. It's very easy for me to forgive myself for the mistakes that I make and do the same thing for others. I've had compassion and kindness for people. If I did not have this understanding, I would feel the wind in a different world, a very negative world. Man, you just framed something that I really love the way that you said that. I recently heard this definition of perfection as um, not having to obtain anything, but it's when you no longer have to take anything away in a sense. Uh, but I love the way you just said I'm not perfect because I do seek um, love or happiness from food or from certain material things. It's just the balance. I've never really, yeah, played with that. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because I am human, you know, in this form, that I do seek those things. Which, God, I, I really like the way you said that. I appreciate that. Yeah, but it's the balance of seeking those things. It's the balance of, you know, not becoming a fanatic, so to speak, about finding love or the material things. Because at that point, it gets out of, it gets aggressive almost, you know, it get, I do, I want to control everything, which is obviously life is out of my control at some sort anyway, but it, it's a different feeling when I could say, it's okay for me to want to love the way my food tastes when I eat it, right? <laughs> it's okay to, to, to enjoy the hugs I get from, from those around me, my loved ones. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like the way you said that.
So you also mentioned being a teacher. Is that elementary school, university, what level? I teach English language to usually adults and teenagers. And it's my own place, my own institute. Oh, wow. My own method of teaching. So I've done many jobs in my life. I guess more than 30 or 40 jobs. Really? <laughs> like what? Name a couple of them. Uh, I used to work in a confectionery, pathology, iron factory, spice factory, footwear shop, garment shop. Wow. Uh, yeah. I've done many jobs as a tourist guide, receptionist in a hotel, as a salesperson. Wow, that's pretty cool. So what, the school, how did the institute come about? In year 2014, I was offered a job to teach English because they liked the way I spoke. I was teaching their way, which I did not like. People were not getting results. So I left that job and started doing my own work. And so I was given the opportunity to teach my own way. I taught for a year under somebody. Then they moved out. I got my own place, started my own institute. And since then I've been teaching there and it's been wonderful. Teaching English has been wonderful because I teach it with fun. Yeah. Although I'm not the best, but I enjoy that. <laughs> So what would what would you say? Because I'm I'm somebody who only speaks one language, and if you want to say my proficiency on that language, it's still low. Okay, <laughs> this is the only language I've ever spoken. What would you say? But I want to learn Spanish. I want to learn Italian. Like, what would you say are two important things when when trying to learn a language, a second language or a third language for that matter? That's important to know. Lots of listening mm. and lots of reading. The more exposure you have to the language, the more you understand it subconsciously. Your mind starts understanding the patterns of the language. So listening is very important. You observe how people are speaking. You observe the patterns, the structure of the language. And when you read books of your interest, you get the vocabulary, you get more knowledge. You understand the formation of the sentences. And after doing that, you start speaking, you start practicing. Okay, and you might be the teacher to learn about the fluency, about how to speak fluently. What is the structure, what is intonation, what is accent, what is pronunciation. So there are many things, but two most important things would be lots of listening and lots of reading. Yeah. Well, lots of listening seems to be the answer to a whole bunch of things. Yeah. <laughs> seems to be the answer to a whole bunch of things. So what else? Kind of like, I, I love all of that, but I, I'm trying to get a sense of, or trying to give the audience a sense of how beautiful of a person you are in a sense. Like what, what lights you up to do about your days? Like what just gets you truly excited now having seen this about life? Well, there are so many things that I'm going to share with the world. I've got many projects as well. Writing my own book, doing a principles documentary, 
or possibly a movie. So what lights me up? I don't think much about it. <laughs> uh, I wake up and I start teaching, have fun over there at my class. And yeah, talking to people, getting to know them, that lights me up. Loving my uh, family, that's what lights me up. Eating tasty food. But about the principles, I would just say sharing it. Okay, if I can help one person shift their life. I mean, I never do that. They do it on their own. I just point them to truth. So if I can help only one person, that means a lot to me. Yeah. That makes sense to exist in this world, to share love and happiness. Uh, it's so funny because as soon as I asked you that question, it was like whatever hit your mind, your face just lit up. <laughs> so whatever, when you, when you were explaining that, your face just opened up on it because it is, it's one of the things I love too, getting to know people and, and getting an opportunity to, to share and help. Like you said, not me, it's not me. It's helping them see within themselves that, that they don't have to suffer um, with the pressure. It's the both way. I also love myself. I love to go out, have fun. So if you uh, don't love yourself and if you're trying to help only others, something's missing. Yeah, something's missing. <laughs> yeah, that's not how this works. And it's a di I learned this. It's a difference in serving people when the people are pouring into my cup, meaning mm -hmm. serving the people is what's filling my cup. That's one way of serving. Exactly. But then I'm trying to steep service to when I'm overflowing and it just reaches people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you I'm, can give only what you have. Have. Exactly. I'm teaching from an overflow. I'm teaching. Um, my cup is running over with, with the overflow and that's what's trickling. And that way I could do it and stay in the true essence of it. Because when I was teaching for the purpose of it filling my cup, I needed it. I was a little bit more aggressive about it. I had these so many rules about it. And, and like you said, I would add these steps to it to make it, you know, seem so much more difficult than it ever have to be. And the reason for that was because I had so much attached to it, making sure it, it makes me feel good in a sense. Uh, and so the awareness of that not being true was amazing for me to then take some time. And like you say, learn to see, myself and love myself and go from that space when I help people, it's a totally different experience for me. It is. Yeah, it is. And that love which you talked about, it does not come from any technique. No. It comes when you quite your mind. And when you go within, you, you realize that, you see that it's always already there. Maybe. Always, always there. Always already there. I mean, yeah, it's always. What about you? What oh. likes you? Everything, man. <laughs> like just the first thing I normally do when my eyes open is just smile because I know I'm still in the game. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm still in. Um, I'm at a point now where I'm no longer afraid of feeling any feeling. You know, and because of that, 
it has just opened up a, 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 a to what seems like a much wider space to live life. Like, um, like you know how do you have kids? I'm single. Not okay. Yet. Okay. Not married yet. Got it. Well, I have two kids and two grandkids, right? So when I when I babysit my grandboys, I I know they got a lot of energy and I know they want to play, right? So I would tell them, hey, you could play in this corner over here. And, you know, I would kind of section out a little space and you could play over here all you want. But what I would always notice is they would end up in front of me over here in front of the TV or something. And I'm like, hey, guys, I, I told you to play over there, you know, in that corner, in that spot. But what I start noticing is when you just get to playing, you don't you don't want the lines, the boundaries, you know, and things like that. And and that's what I had. I only played in the corner. I only lived life in the corner. And and this understanding um, lit me up in a way that now I, I play all over the room, all over the house, all over the neighborhood, all over the grocery store. You know, um, a lot of times I go to the same grocery store because I like the relationships that have been formed there. Uh, I go to the same gas station majority of the time because I like the cashiers there. Like we've we've grown to know each other. Matter of fact, one of the cashiers from the gas station I go to has changed jobs and works at um, a department store. And I walk in the department store and I hear somebody go, hey. and I turned and by the time I turned, he was hugging me. He's like, what's going on, man? How you doing? And I was like, oh, you changed jobs. He was like, yeah, I work here now. You, do you come here? And it was like, wow. All we, we had to give each other our name too. That was the other interesting part. We had only been exchanging pleasant talk and never asked each other our name the whole time I was getting gas there for like a year. But I knew a few things about him, knew he knew a few things about me. But the stuff like that lights me up. That, that we had such a connection that when he saw me come into the store, it, it lit him up too. Stuff like that lights me up. I wasn't that active previously in my life at wanting to get to know people, wanting to talk to people because I was so scared that it meant something or I would, they would try to take something from me. So I had to defend myself. Um, so stuff like that, man, lights me up. Getting the opportunity to, to just help anybody see themselves a little bit deeper. Uh, because I know what a difference that makes, or at least I know what a difference it made when I saw it. Wow, wonderful! So that's the connection, you know, that you feel with people. Wonderful. Yeah. That's the energy or you can feel when you're around a person. Uh -huh. You can let them feel that energy. So they felt that you were coming from your heart, from love, and. That guy hugged you, man. Wonderful. Wow. That gas station has taught me a lot, actually. <laughs> uh, it was it was one of the first places. I didn't notice it at the time, but I know it now. It was the first, it was one of the first times I could see a cry for help that wasn't your normal, hey, I need help. It was anger. But really, it was a cry for help. It was communicated in an angry and disrespectful tone, but it was a cry for help. And what happened at the gas station was um, we had a large um, wildfire here in 2018. And it, it was one of the worst we've had in our area in a long time. 
And so a lot of people were evacuated. We were evacuated. A lot of people were evacuated. A lot of homes were lost. A lot of properties damaged and things like that. So I was at the gas station filling up and I was behind two, two or three people behind the lady at the counter. And she was like, um, Hey, your car wash only accepts credit card and I got cash. And the guy was like, ma'am, it's, it's no way like that's the car wash is at the gas station, but we don't control it. So if you don't have a credit card, like it's, I can't do anything, you know, for it, whatever. And she was like, what? I'm trying to give you cash for the credit card. You know, I'm trying to give you the cash. I want to pay for it. I'm not asking for a free card. Like she was just mad. She was like, this is fucking stupid. Like she was just going off. And so I, I, I say to the lady, I said, uh, uh, ma'am, um, excuse me, ma'am. She turns and she looks at me. I said, I'll swipe my card, you know, my debit card for you to get the car wash. And, and it won't be a problem at all. And she says to me, she says, it's not about the effing car wash. And she storms out. And that caught me like, it is this not? Because I wasn't listening. When I got to the door, because now the, the, a few other people in line was like, oh, she crazy. You know, they went on to say she was crazy. She went on to say this. I kind of walked to the door. Because something about the, the something about the interaction seemed disconnected for me in a sense. And so I looked and when I got to the door to see the lady getting in her car to drive off, all I could see was her car was covered in ash. And the only basically clean spot was where the windshield wipers had cleaned the front windshield enough for her to drive. And her car was packed with everything she could put in it before she had to go. And so you just see clothes in there. You see all of her belongings or what belongings she could grab before she had to evacuate. And I was like, she just wanted her car washed to, to wash the, the ash off, which in a sense would have just calmed her down a little bit from what just happened. That she was uprooted from her home with little property because of this fire. She was hurt. And then when I went back and thought about it, when later in, in my grounding or deepening and I went back and thought about it, that's what the comment meant. It's not about the car wash. Mm. Exactly. It, it was much deeper than that for her. She needed the car wash for something else. It wasn't about the credit card and the $8 need. No, it was, man, I need to wash some of this off. Like I'm overwhelmed right now. Yeah. And so that, that gas station is the one for me. <laughs> I always get gas there. Wow. Uh -huh. Seeing people with different glasses, if you're wearing green glasses, all you can see is a screen. Mm -hmm. But when you let them go, you see it differently. So people might say she's angry, she's a bad person. But when they see the complete picture, they have more understanding. More compassion, more kindliness. And I mean, this compassion, this understanding is always already present within us. And it's so wonderful to know that you saw that, you felt it. Beautiful. Wow. Well, man, I, uh, I truly appreciate you, you coming by and, and once I could not stay up past midnight. So if I try, 
and we was doing this on the opposite, I'd have been like, oh, rah, rah. it wouldn't have sounded as good. So you were clearing your thoughts and still here present with me at midnight. So I salute you for that, man. <laughs> I really do. But what I want you to do, Matt, is just, you know, one, tell people mm -hmm. where they can find you, tell people where they can find the group, and then share with me your heart or share with the community your heart and anything you would want to leave us with. Okay, so they can find me on Facebook. My name is Karunde Tani. And I have a group of the three principles. If you just search three principles group, you'll get there. There's a poster of Sydney Benz. It's called Three Principles Group. The name is long. It's called the three principles to overcome depression, stress, anxiety. But just for search, just type three principles group. And I think you're also doing a course on something. What is it about? The trauma course? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I have a um, life after trauma support group, which is free to participants. If you've been through something that you consider traumatic and it's held you up in your life, every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, I offer a free group. Uh, for people to just come in and we share uh, a healing message through this understanding. Um, and then I also have a program for those who are practitioners or coaches or therapists or even somebody who just has a loved one um, that they want to help deal with the adverse effects of trauma. I have a separate course for them in a way to help them understand how to set up these trusting environments uh, these safe zones and, and, and there's how to spark and guide people, uh, mm -hmm. to, to their own healing. Beautiful. It's like getting them back to the present moment, right? One way or the other, either by listening, listening to music, going for a walk, walking in nature. Yeah. It happens to me a lot when I, when I listen to music. I'm filled with emotions, and that moment I have beautiful insights. I feel kindness, compassion, understanding, love. So it can happen anytime, even while playing with your friends. It's only when your mind is quiet and you're not thinking constantly, right? You're just one part away. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.